To begin, we remind our listeners that you can support Mormonland by going to patreon.com slash mormonland to make a donation. There you can access transcripts to our podcast. Again, that's patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash mormonland. You also can keep up with the latest happenings in and about the church via our newsletter. Just sign up at sltrib.com forward slash mormon hyphen land. Now for today's show. Thanks for joining us today on Mormonland, where we explore news in and about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm managing editor Dave Noyce. I oversee the Salt Lake Tribune's faith coverage. I'm joined again by senior religion reporter Peggy Fletcher Stack. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Dave. Joseph Smith once famously said, no man knows my history. I cannot tell it. I shall never undertake it. But Noah Van Skyver did. In his new graphic novel, Joseph Smith and the Mormons, the acclaimed cartoonist aims to tell, quote, a more complete story, end quote, of the enigmatic religious leader. From his early days as a so-called treasure seeker to his reports of angelic visitations, the unearthing of gold plates, the founding of a restorationist faith and his ultimate assassination at the hands of a mob. And while completing the project took more years and pages than he originally intended, Van Skyver, who grew up as Latter-day Saint, said conducting the research for his latest opus, helped him come to terms with his religious roots. He joins us today via Zoom from South Carolina to discuss his work, what he learned, how it came to be, and what he hopes readers take away from it. Noah, welcome to Mormonland. Thanks for having me. So first of all, tell our listeners briefly about your upbringing in the, in, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You, you, you said, I think it was in a publisher uh, weekly uh, interview that your brother considers the family ethnically Mormon. So, right. so tell me a little bit about your upbringing in the church. Well, my mother's family goes really far back in the, in the uh, religion, all the way to the 1800s. Um, my father's family were converted in 1964 at the world's fair in New York. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I was brought up. Um, I'm the eighth of nine children in a, a big family, uh, LDS family. And, and, uh, we were raised in New Jersey, uh, very, very poor family. We, we like kind of subsisted on the Deseret, uh, brands, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we, I was raised that way. And then my parents were divorced and my mother left the faith. And since I was the eighth of nine, I was still pretty young. And so she, um, took me out of the church. How old were you? About 12. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. About 12. Were you ever ordained a deacon? No. Mm. Oh, okay. So a little bit before that. Okay. Do you, let me ask you, no, do you still consider yourself Mormon if people ask you? No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Uh, and yeah, you have said, going to your, to your, uh, your book, you have said that you've wanted to tell this story for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but felt like you had to wait. So first of all, why did you want to tell this story and why did you feel like you have to wait? Well, I felt like I wanted to tell it because it was something that I was wrestling with inside. Like it wasn't my decision to leave the church. Ultimately, I think I would have been just as happy to have stayed in a family that uh, stayed together and, um, and continued on the path that I was born onto, you know? So I think I was left with a lot of confusion as a teenager. Um, and I always wanted to, to look behind and see what, you know, if I was taken off the path, um, 
if I would want to return to that path or something, or, you know, if there was something for me there, if the, if the church would resonate with me as an adult. So once I became a cartoonist, I kind of, I was like, this could be my chance to, to, to look backwards and to study the church and to see if I feel like I belong in it. Um, to see if, uh, I feel there's truth in there for me. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to really sum it up, but it's, it's, it's really loaded. It's a loaded question. I'm uh-huh. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> how, 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 how long did it take you to finish the, the book? Uh, about five years. Mm-hmm. That's from starting your research to publication essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I had so many failed attempts before that five years. Like I had tried to do this book a few times before, um, but just kind of gave up. I, what I would do is I would go, I'm going to figure all this out. Like I'm going to sort out my, my past and, and uh, my faith now, today. And I would just dive in. Joseph Smith was born in Vermont. You know, I would start writing down this stuff and drawing it. But I wasn't, I wasn't uh, fully committing myself to it. I'd be doing that, but then I'd be doing other things. And I, I, so I just couldn't focus on it. And I'd put it aside. And then I'd continue doing my comics and I'd get better as a cartoonist. And I would think, well, it's a good thing I didn't keep going on that because I'm way better now. I could do it now. Uh, so when I decided to finally take it on, I had to set everything else aside and, and, and commit myself fully to this and investigate it. And that meant traveling to all the historic sites from Joseph's life, really inserting myself into his world. Um, and then it's, you know, as weird as it sounds, you know, um, through my art anyway, like walking, like wearing him as a skin suit or something. Cause like I'm, I'm learning all about him and I'm drawing him. Uh, so I have to empathize with him and all the decisions that he makes on his way to building this church. Um, and so I, I have to become him in a way. And I really did feel like when I'm at my desk, uh, I am him or something like I I'm wearing him. <laughs> it sounds really, it's not, I know it's so disturbing, but it's like the only way I can put it, like as a cartoonist, you, you have to, it's almost like becoming like an actor or something. You have to be this person, you know, to figure out the decisions. Cause you want to know deeply, uh, uh, who this person was. <laughs> so your, your book is called a, a graphic novel. Do you consider right. it a novel like fiction or is it a graphic biography? Well, I think that's really a marketing term. I don't, you know, graphic novel is just good. You know, if you said graphic biography, that sounds almost pornographic or something like that. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I think graphic novel is just more of a buzzword that people will, will pick up on. Graphic biography is, doesn't have the same uh, like instant recognition. But so do you I, mean it to be fiction or or actual facts? Oh uh, no, I think it's I think it's facts. I think it's just a straightforward story. I don't you know I don't and I don't think anybody who because graphic novel like encompasses like uh, graphic biographies and everything like that. So obviously there have been already lots of biographies and histories about Joseph Smith and Mormonism's early years. What does your graphic novel bring that those other volumes don't? What it, what you get, I guess, is that it's a, it's a personal, um, personal art piece. Um, it's visual. <laughs> if you're going to compare it to novels, you know, it, it is, it's, it's a piece of art because it's, 
it's not just a graphic biography. It's somebody, it's somebody figuring out something for themselves. That's what's behind it all. That's the engine of it all. Um, but, uh, well, what do I, I mean, it's like seeing a movie about Joseph Smith and you can't really compare that to a, a biography of Joseph Smith or something. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, Noah, what, what surprised you most about Smith and early Mormonism or, or while doing your research or, or maybe not the most, but what were some surprises you had that you obviously didn't know? Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, almost all of it, uh, was new to me. It surprised me. Interesting. I don't know. I have to flip. <laughs> flip how, 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 like, had you heard many of the stories already as a youth or, 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 or obviously th there's a lot more of your research that's reflected in that, you know, that are not things that are commonly taught in a Sunday school class, for instance. But. Well, yeah, that's right. I, I just knew the basic story, mm. uh, you know, the Moroni's visit, uh, you know, the Hill Camorra, um, things like that. I didn't know much more about him than that. You know, like mm -hmm. I, he was a painting on our, on our wall in my house, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what surprised me most about him, I think was how, how human he actually was when I uh, read about him and, and learned about him. Uh, that was really surprising. Um, that it's not as black and white as I was told it, it was, or as he was being portrayed to me. Uh, by people who were, who had left the church and, you know, uh, had their own ax to grind about, about the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, I think that he, uh, was very ambitious in, in his goals. You know, I, I feel like it's, what surprised me honestly was that the founding of the church wasn't just Joseph Smith. It's like this. You, he invited these people in and, it, and then it was like everybody was um, creating this thing together, like, and everybody had a piece to bring to it. Hmm. Uh, like, for example, Sidney Rigdon, when he was converted, brought his whole congregation over and just seeing how, like, this is how, this is how a faith is built. It's your, your, it's uh, almost piecemeal or something like everything's being brought together as like a puzzle and it's all falling into place and things like that were really enlightening to me. Like, you know, you have people that are involved that, that have their own motives for it and like what they want to get out of it. And a lot of times those are really bad, bad things, you know? And, uh, mm. So um, it's just exploring the characters that were involved in the founding of the church was surprising, enlightening to me, interesting. Um, but, you know, but that, that, that question is something I'm going to have to think about a lot. Like what surprised me about it is something that's going to be on my mind. Uh, when I'm in bed tonight or, you know, in the morning. <laughs> because I mean, all of it, all of it was a surprise to me. And, and I think I thought I was going to just tell a story that was really straightforward, like just straightforward, like this, this, and this, and this, but it really is not that way. When you're, when you're telling the life story of somebody, you have to cherry pick events of like, what are you going to portray? Like what, what's going to work for the narrative that you're trying to reach And it? And if I'm trying to just get from point A to point B or from point A to point Z, it's like, it really is like, okay, well, well, what stuff actually matters in this story and what else is, what can I, what actually isn't as important as I was told was important. And there's examples of that, 
I'm sorry if I'm, I'm rambling again, guys. I'm so yeah. sorry. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, like for, one of the examples was um, all of this. Uh, um, now I'm forgetting what it's called. <laughs> all of the like the Mason stuff that people were telling me, oh, you wait, just wait till you hear about all the Mason. You know, when I got into like telling the story, I'm like, that doesn't that's like such a detail that doesn't even actually affect the overall story that mm. and it didn't uh, derail anything. I didn't even really see a need to even go into it. It just it actually, as I learned more and more, that whole thing just seemed uninteresting to me. So anyway, interesting, you, you know, you it's you cut this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. You, you, you talked about, for instance, you start the story uh, with uh, Joseph Smith and his early treasure hunting days and things like that. Um, uh, you, most people would start the story of Joseph Smith, at least most Latter-day Saints would start with his quote, first vision. Uh, um, but you put that someplace else because Joseph didn't, commonly talk about that at the first, right? I mean, uh, it, yeah. Well, talk a little yeah. bit about the sequential kind of, you know, how you decided to do those. Well, a lot of that was, let me try and make this fresh. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I've watched a lot of the documentaries and stuff and you're right. It always does start with the sacred grove. Mm -hmm. Um, but since I had set up this rule of, I'm only going to portray, I'm going to portray the, these things happening secondhand. So somebody is telling another character about these things that happened instead of you um, as the audience experiencing it with the characters. So the point of that is that then I can make the reader, I can have the reader make up their own mind about the truth of this, of these stories. You know, either this person's telling this person something that's a complete lie or they're telling them something that really happened. And that's up for you to, to decide. And so by putting the sacred grove part towards the back there in 1835, I think is when I put it there. And it's because that's when Joseph would have been telling the story to his scribe um, and recording it for the first time. That's why I decided to do it that way instead of having it in the front of the book, because then all of a sudden you're in the audience and you're experiencing it. And right away, you know, oh, you know what kind of book I'm trying to, to give you. Hmm. But there's only one, I broke that one time with um, the three witnesses and the angel showing them, showing them. And that was the only time. Well, speaking of angels, you you chose to depict uh, Joseph's mystical experiences, visions, and revelations in blue ink. Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? Um, just to visually differentiate the, that from... You know, like if it's in color, then that's supposed to be like uh, what we're watching now. Like that's reality. And then if it's blue ink, it's like something like an event that's being told. That's all. Yeah. Hmm. It's, just, it's a comics uh, trope. <laughs> you, you told the Salt Lake Tribune reporter that there are parts of Joseph Smith's story that are, quote, uncomfortable. And you don't really know how to make them comfortable. So, so what parts did you find or do you think people find uncomfortable? Well, polygamy is the uncomfortable. <laughs> Figured that might be the first word out of your mouth, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean that's it. I mean, I, you know, it's that's not a comfortable thing. That's I feel like that's uh, an example of where the church went astray for a bit. You know, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel about it. I don't. Mm -hmm. And that's it's uncomfortable that I had to portray it, but I just I tried to do it as uh, as classy as I could. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's that's another loaded subject. And so. 
Well, speaking of that, tell us how and why you depicted Emma Smith the way you did when Joseph tells her about polygamy. Well, because I feel like that she's a very devoted wife, um, an amazing person who had to put up with so much and sacrifice so much during that marriage. And I feel like she would have been just as happy. This is my interpretation of her. I feel like she would have just been happy as being in a, a regular marriage, but she was, she was uh, married to a, a man who had really big ambitions and uh, she had to suffer consequences for that. And she had to do it stoically. So as stoically as you can be on the outside, I think that, uh, you know, it had to be crushing her on the inside. Cause you, de- you depict her. Why don't you describe for those who, who well, obviously haven't seen the book, the book comes out uh, on the 26th. Um, how did you depict her when she's told you just, there were, there were no words spoken. Uh, you just show her to, why don't you explain how you, how you depicted her? Um, I just showed her just taking in all these, uh, the, you know, these, this revelation. And then, uh, at the last panel, she's just shattered, uh, just like physically, uh, cracked, but right. silent. Right. So, and you've talked a little bit about this already, uh, Noah, but you said in your author's note, and you told Publishers Weekly that you inhabit things through your comics. You said you could read and watch movies about Joseph Smith, but if I'm reading and drawing it, I am Joseph. I am Joseph Smith. So what did you ultimately think of Joseph Smith after you, quote, became him while working on this book? Um, Well, I just thought he was... um... I just thought he was somebody who started from the very bottom um, and he had great ambitions and um, some kind of fortune. And let me, I mean, that's, yeah. uh, um, But he was so human and I just felt like he was a person who suffered the consequences for his ambitions. Um, I don't think he was a perfect man. I know, you know, I have, my father does think he was a perfect man. I had a lot of discussions with my father about this. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he was a perfect man, but um, I think he was a special, a special man. I don't know. I mean, I can yeah. put it that way. Is your father still in the faith? Still yes. in the Mormon yeah. faith? Okay. Very much so. In, in fact, uh, I think he's in the phone book listed as St. Holiday because his name is Holiday. So <laughs> very, very seriously. Huh. He knows everything. He was a great help to me when I was working on this book. We had long conversations. Yeah. What What did he think of the book? Uh, he likes parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in the end, did you walk away feeling more positive about the church than you had before or in Joseph Smith or more negative? Um, not negative. Um, Sounds like you came away with a fair amount of empathy for Joseph. Yeah, that's right. And, and, uh, Emma and, uh, but no, I don't feel negative towards the church at all. Um, yeah. Ask me after I do like a Brigham Young graphic novel. <laughs> are, are you planning one? <laughs> I would love to, I would love to do one. I'd love to tackle. That. Uh, I always think like, man, that'd be great. I, you know, I imagine like, imagine them in a slipcase 
these two identical hardcovers. Wow, how beautiful. What a great object. That would be. <laughs> no, uh, what do I feel? Uh, you know, man, I don't know why it's so hard to answer these questions, but it's like, I didn't feel negative about it. I, I, cause I wasn't, I guess I wasn't really looking for, uh, um, you know, if I was going to like or hate the church or something, it was more about if I felt that burning in my bosom or something for it. Like if I, if I felt like this is something I need to return to as like an organization and, and uh, uh, reclaim as my faith or something, I, I didn't feel that for it. Mm. Um, but I have a lot of respect for faith and I don't, I'm not somebody who will talk negatively about somebody's faith. So, uh, yeah, I just, at the end of it, honestly, I just felt like it's just not for me. That's all. Hmm. So, so in, in your author's note, I also found it interesting. Now you explain, you explain how, uh, the current, uh, uh, president of the LDS church, Russell Nelson is discouraging use of the term Mormon. Mm-hmm. And you talk about why you chose to use Mormon in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, could you, could you explain, uh, what, what you basically say there? Well, I used it for, um, because it's a historic book, uh, you know, well, there's a few reasons, but that's, that's the main reason. It's like, this is a, this is a book that's historic, uh, and it's about persecution of these people largely. Um, that was a word that was used a lot in the persecution of the faith and uh, I just fit better. I know it, it didn't it didn't help the book. Certainly. I mean, I know there are like, you know, bookstores that won't carry, you know, Deseret bookstores won't carry it. I know that. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know like a lot of church members are, they won't touch it because of that, that title. Just because of the title. Yeah. They won't even, yeah. There's so many things. You well, guys, we, yeah. We host Mormon land. So we, we feel your pain on that. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so, um, I mean, well, why do you use the, the word? Yeah. Well, we've explained to our listeners before, of course, and part of it is what you've said, of course. Uh, yeah. Many faith traditions outside of the Salt Lake City-based church trace their their religious lineage to Joseph Smith and quote Mormonism. Yeah. Um, you, I think you also explained you did you 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 did it because you wanted to make sure it was differentiated from an official kind of church publication, right? Yeah, well, that's extremely important. I mean, this is not a church publication. Mm-hmm. This is a personal art project. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do you hope Latter-day Saints who are in the church take away from the book? Uh, well, I just hope they like it. Um, <laughs> I hope they're entertained by it. Uh, I, I guess I'm not trying to teach anybody anything in the, that's in the church. They know all this stuff, I'm sure. Uh, but it's just another. I just hope they're, they're entertained by it and they like it. They like what I've done. That's all. And what about general audience that doesn't know very much about Mormonism? Well, I'm here to educate them. <laughs> and, you know, that's, I think that's um, one of the things like you can't, like, I understand that there's a lot of members of the church that don't like this, this graphic novel. Uh, they don't, they wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole and all that, but, it, but you can't, you got to give it credit. That at least it's, it's becoming really popular because people are interested in the church. They want to know more, even if they're not interested in joining it. They're so curious about what it is. Um, so there's value in that. And, 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 uh, and those people that want to know more about the church, uh, just for their own curiosity's sake, the book is for them, you know? Mm. 
So have you had any kind of reception yet? Obviously the, the, the book is just newly out, but have you had any kind of, what kind of feedback are you getting overall? I'm getting great feedback. It's been, it's been um, received very well. I mean, from people in the church, younger people in the church have written to me, they love it. I've uh, had a few uh, female members of the church tell me they really like my portrayal of Emma and they appreciated that. Um, older members of the church, like some of the people in my family, like I said, won't touch it. <laughs> um, so it is, it's, it is weird that it's like exposing this like generational thing uh, within the church. Like how, you know, there, it seems like younger members are more open-minded than, than older members. I don't know what that's about, but that's something I've been observing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said your, your dad, you could tell us your dad's reaction. What, what about your mom? My mom, it's so funny because my mom, I think, wanted me to go really hard on the church and really um, tear them apart. But when she saw the book, I think she didn't get the she didn't get what I was doing. So I think she's not really that interested in it. Like I, I was like, well, what do you think? She's like, I know that. I know that story. I don't. She liked my notes. That's what she said. <laughs> that, that's the things at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is interesting, though, no, your book touches on a lot of things that historically the church is just now sort of coming to grips with publicly reporting. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, uh, things that biographies and histories have, have had before, but but uh, obviously touching on a lot of things that new scholarship with the Joseph Smith Papers Project stuff is bringing mm-hmm. to light. So so um, I, I could see why that might interest some, maybe even younger uh, Latter-day yeah. Saints. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a peepstone, you know, that was a, a big thing and, and getting to actually get photo reference for that when I was working on this book was really great. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's it. Wow. <laughs> I think that, I think that's your last panel, isn't it? In the book. Don't uh, you have a picture of just, uh, uh, I assume is that Joe's supposed awesome. to be his seer stone or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's well, yeah. Uh, uh, the name of the book again is Joseph Smith and the Mormons. Noah Van Skyver, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And thanks to Peggy Fletcher Stack. Always a pleasure. And to our producer, Chris Samuels, we remind our listeners that they can keep up on all the happenings in and about the church by subscribing to the Salt Lake Tribune's free Mormonland newsletter. Just go to sltrib.com to sign up and we'll talk again next time on Mormonland. Land.